0: Do you want to live a beautiful life that reflects the truth of who you are? Be bold and courageous as you step into your heartfelt desires. How does trusting yourself fully and connecting with your soul's purpose sound? The Unplanned Mom podcast is a potent mix of real life stories, practical spiritual teachings, and a community to help guide you for eternity. This is the place for inspiration with down to earth tools to help you pivot and continue to live your best life beyond your wildest dreams. Here we honor your deepest authentic truth, embrace motherhood, talk all things money, mindset, and most importantly, miracles. So are you ready to say yes to all of this? If so, then let's dive in. I'm your host, Ashley Simmons, financial coach, mentor, and unplanned mom to three amazing girls. I have been praying for you and I can't wait to dive in. So let's go. All right. Well, you know the drill. Welcome back. Hey, just a quick heads up that this episode is is a broken down uh, version of the longer. 120 minute long interview that we did with Dr. Susan Harmio. So just know that we're diving straight in. As soon as I get done talking, we're gonna jump right into that episode about that 20-ish mark. And again, go until about that 40 40 minute mark. So uh, trying to keep these short and sweet so you can just plug in, listen. If you wanna keep going, of course, just stay tuned the next episode and you will hear it. And if not, you know, just give a, give yourself a little grace and come back and take a listen whenever you're ready to check out this phenomenal interview. So here you go. And you don't talk about the things that go on at home.
1: You know, no electricity, no water, mm-hmm. things like that. Like seriously, you know, no phone, whatever it may be. Those things may seem minute to some people, but when you're growing up, it's a big deal and you can't. Right you know, I just never told my friends, um, you know, I remember I went on a date one time and he brought me home and he's like, gosh, your mom must've gone to bed awful early and we didn't have electricity. So, you know, I wasn't about ready to tell my story because that might change his thoughts about me. So, I mean, it's just all these things compiled and they just continue to build up and, um, you know, choosing to have an abortion. Of course, you know, I would never wish that on anyone, but I just didn't think I had another choice. And so by the time I got through the second one, I, I just was in a place of hiding and the shame and the guilt were so strong, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was I not good enough um, and did somebody not love me? And, you know, realizing I, I obviously, I don't think I loved myself. Mm. Oh yeah. I didn't love myself and I, I couldn't receive love and I really couldn't give love. Mm -hmm. I thought I could, but yeah, I didn't even really know what love was. And for me, sexual relationship, I thought that's what love was. Like if you just give yourself, you're with someone physically, yeah, yeah, I have done the same. Yes. Yeah, same. That's yeah. what love is. And yeah. so um yeah.
0: That's not. Yeah. We feel empty. We feel we we feel empty and incomplete after, yeah. you know, when we participate in those activities and why, you know,
1: yeah. why? well, just again, I just think the enemy, which is Satan, is out to lie, kill, steal and destroy. That's what the word says. And, um, you know, not knowing our identity in Christ and the word blood bought daughters" from the most high God and he loves us. You know, the word talks about who we are, but I don't think that I knew to stand against that. And again, no. I think that, that there was just so much shame and guilt through my whole life. Mm-hmm. um, That I just
0: didn't feel worthy. Yeah. So, so I know I know you feel worthy now. Yes. I want you. I mean, when did that shift take place? When did you have enough and and realize that you had to turn everything over and reconnect with God? What What was that moment like in your life?
1: Well, you know, just real quick, I ended up having a third abortion, and within a couple years, I found myself pregnant for the fourth time. And that, uh, gentleman that I had been seeing, he, he said, Hey, let's get married. Mm -hmm. So we ended up having my son, um, Tyler and, um, you know, it was a change in experience because I had never had a baby before. And so, um, but I entered into that pregnancy hiding once again. So, um, but the bottom line is unfortunately that marriage did not last. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up having a second child, a little girl, um, Cameron. Mm -hmm. And, um, within a few years I found myself, you know, we were getting divorced. It's just a lot of anger, bitterness. You know, you take two broken people and you try to put them together (sighs) and, um, it just, you know, we just never figure it out. Right. right, Yeah. And, um, with our own issues going on. So, um, it was actually several years after that I was in church this whole entire time. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. I would go to church on Sundays hungover is uh, unbelievable. Um, unless, you know, of course during that time, if I had the kids, you know, there were certain things that I did, but the bottom line is, um, I just really was in a place of hurting. And so, um, these women came to our church to do this mentoring conference. And um, it was like a four session you know they would come for a couple hours on a Wednesday evening. I believe I can't remember exactly, but um, and di- there would be different speakers, but there of course was one main leader. And this first night I came in and I just started hearing about this God yeah. that they were referring to, and I'm like, who is that? I don't I don't know who that God is. The God I know is judgmental um there's rules and i've broken all the rules and i'm obviously probably doomed um for the rest of my life and um you know i this love that they talked about that was so unconditional i'm like who is this god i don't know who that is mm-hmm. and so it you know that night the first night that i went it was on a thursday night now i remember um i got out of there i was used to watching a tv show like religiously every Thursday night. And that night, this is going to sound so silly, but, you know, I was like, come on, hurry it up. You know, we're late. I got to watch my show. Um, But at the very end, they prayed this prayer and um, this woman laid her hand on my back and I just felt like this energy, Mm. like this electricity, I guess, that I'd never felt before. And at the end of the prayer, I looked at my friend and I was like, did you feel that? And she looked at me as like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I looked at this woman and I was like, did you feel that? And she just smiled. Well, I ended up going home and tried to pop open a beer and drink a beer and smoke a cigarette because that's just where I was in life. Mm-hmm. And the beer didn't taste right. And I just thought, I you know, I just put the cigarette out. Now, mind you, I had been smoking and drinking You know, for years, not necessarily all in public either, because God forbid somebody judge me because I have a cigarette (laughs) in my hand because that's just where I was. So I just didn't do some of those things in public. Um, But however, um, I just felt the stirring in my heart. And over the next few days, I reached out to that main speaker and I just sent her an email telling her that some of my struggles and some of the struggles were my mouth, my anger, my bitterness. Um, You know, I had been through this divorce and, you know, grew up without a father. You know, I just hit these high points because I didn't want to say too much because if I said too much, she might know my secrets. Yeah. So, um, you know, and so I didn't say a lot, but I said enough. And she ended up getting me connected actually with the woman that laid her hand on my back through that prayer. And I just, her name is Amy. And, um, she said, you know, let me connect you with her. And she connected me with Amy and Amy invited me to lunch that following week. And so, um, ended up meeting her for lunch, uh, you know, just sharing, uh, you know, some deep and personal things, but of course not sharing a lot, but just, You know, I shed some tears because I was opening, obviously, up to, you know, some vulnerability. But Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't sharing uh, things that were um, all truth, you know, mind you. Because if you share the truth, somebody might know the truth, right? Yeah. So I didn't share truth. Um, But she just said to me, you know what? Um, Can I pray with you Mm. at the end of lunch? And I said, sure. And so we got in my car out in the front of the restaurant and she started praying with me. I love that. And as she started praying with me, we just got in this place. I just remember, you know, having my head down and just trusting God. Like, I don't know who you are, but Mm -hmm. I'm doing this with her. And um, one by one, she started calling. I'm going to cry. She started calling out these spiritual holds on my life. Mm. And it was at that point that I knew I could feel them scurrying around in me almost like a mouse. I know this sounds kind of crazy for some people to hear this, but I could feel them moving in my body Mm. and I would take her hand and I would put it on my arm or wherever I was feeling it, or I would express to her, you know, and she would call out whatever it was And so during this prayer, I was truly delivered of alcohol and drugs, relationships, um, soul ties, um, just this bondage, um, witchcraft, which some people may think that's kind of crazy, but I had dabbled in um, tarot cards, you know, tarot card readers. I had done all kinds of stuff regarding witchcraft and not realizing how how it had an effect on my life and just these different things. And, um, so for about an hour and 15 minutes, she prayed with me in my car and I was just all snotty nosed and Uh cried, you know, and just in this, I was just in a different place after that prayer, a place of such freedom that I had never encountered before. Mm -hmm. And so she just recommended, you know what, why don't you go home and take a nap? Um, cause I was just mentally, emotionally exhausted mm-hmm. from this experience. And, um, it was at that moment that, um, I've never drank again. I've never smoked. Um, you know, I don't dabble in, um, tarot cards or witchcraft or any of those things again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to learn boundaries. I had no boundaries, especially when it comes to men and relationships. Um, So that has been a place of complete restoration in my life and learning red flags and, um, you know, a complete just different walk that I had ever been on um, and just really a different place, (laughs) a different place. I felt different. Yeah. but I looked the same, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, it was, you know, just a slow process in terms of the guy that I was seeing at the time, you know, I ended up calling him and basically telling him, Hey, listen, I've had this encounter with the Lord. I'm not the same person anymore. And I can't be with you the way that I've been with you. I love this. Yeah. Yeah yeah i mean he was probably like
0: "What? what oh my goodness yeah
1: yeah and then what was really cool is the next week this bible study was starting at the church that her and some of these women went to which i immediately started going to that church and um so priscilla shire discerning the voice of god bible study I started the following week and it was powerful because I realized there's, a, of course, a verse in the Bible that says, my sheep hear my voice, no other will they follow. Mm-hmm. And from that amazing prayer experience in my car, I realized, oh my gosh, I have eyes to see. I have ears to hear. Yes. Like I can see and hear. And um, I was just in a completely different place. And so I was set out to seek the Lord. I wanted all that he had for me. I, you know, I just wanted to rid myself of the craziness that I had been living in and not really realizing the craziness I had been living in that I had invited. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I had invited all those things. No one made me do anything. I had done them all myself. I don't blame anyone for them. We all have free will. And it was my choice to, to make those choices, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I realized God had a new life and God had a new place and he wanted to do something different within me and that I had a calling on my life and that there was a plan and there a purpose, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about there is a plan and purpose for each of us and we're all created differently, but we are created in the image of God. And so um, through the power of prayer and worship, I, I just learned to get in a place of worship and praise and just thanking the Lord. You know, those actions changed. The things that I was listening to, I realized um, they weren't good. Like if you really start listening to the words and the music you were listening yeah, to yeah. and some of it, you can't understand
0: right. that yeah. you're
1: regurgitating out of your mouth and you're speaking that over yourself. Yes, The things that you are reading, the movies that you are seeing, the shows that you are watching, mm-hmm. I never watched that TV show again. Mm-hmm. I never put another beer or anything up to my mouth mm-hmm. um, because something that I realized was what my eyes see and my ears hear penetrate my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted all that he had. So I ended up buying this little, I just, I brought it this little, I call it a preacher's Bible, but, um, and I had no idea where God was taking me, but I bought this little Bible and, um, I had heard about these people, like being able to regurgitate the word. Now, even though I grew up in church, I didn't, I didn't know all, I knew the main Bible stories, right? Cause we're taught those but I'd never read the Bible. I mean, that was like two, that's huge. Yeah. So I would literally sleep with it, holding it like this on my chest at night, hoping that the Lord would download it to me and that I would just be able to speak
0: it. Yeah. Well, you can speak it now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, for those of us that are listening or, I mean, my, my story, I didn't grow up in a church like, I mean, I was raised Catholic, but, You know, so for anybody that's kind of like even new or doesn't even know where to start, I mean, I found a church. I mean, it was through my counselor and long story, but I mean, I feel like, I mean, I've just been really saved just in the last year and a half, two years, really, where I've, I feel like, I mean, I have a clean heart. Yeah, working through all of that. But you know, all these years through our friendship, I mean, you've always I've just, I've always been amazed by you, like, because you know, the stories, I am still learning the stories. I don't know all of the stories. And I, I'm, I'm getting there. So I want anybody that's listening, though, to like, don't be discouraged. (laughs) Yeah. Go, so you, you can find a place and fellowship with other women and the church isn't full of perfect people. I think that's the biggest misconception is we're like our church. I mean, we're, we call it a hospital. Like we're for the hurting yeah. people. We want to bring in the hurting people and the women that prayed with you and had the Bible yeah. study group with you. I mean, I just had Holy Spirit goosebumps the entire time you were talking. Mm. And so just looking at you and hearing your story and your testimony and just how, the darkness that you went through and experienced to bring you to where you are today, and you are helping women all yes. over the world that are on this same trajectory and feeling lost and essentially walking in the dark, you're helping them. And it's just yes. so cool to see how God is using you and working through you. And uh,
1: well, so. I have to say, Ashley, that you know, for me, He taught me one verse at a time. And Amy okay. had brought this um, devotion, and I um, read it religiously for a year because it was a year of devotion. And even because I traveled for work at the time, okay. I took this little Bible. I took that devotion with me and it went every day. I read that thing okay. and, um, and I learned one verse at a time
0: and you, uh, memorize it. Would you work to memorize it or you the, just, you know, the more, some,
1: yes, yeah, some, i The more you read, the more you know, and then it just penetrates your heart. The word says that it's sharper than a double edged sword. But the bottom line is the word is so powerful and it is so alive and living that it penetrates our heart when spoken out. So even one thing, you know, there's so many, I say, tactics that I've learned over the years, but I didn't have this big knowledge, you know, I learned one verse at a time and I just trusted God with that one verse and it would just speak so ever to what I needed to hear that day Mm -hmm. and the things that I was encountering because just because I decided to walk this new life and he had brought me into this new place did not mean that my life was perfect Mm -hmm. and that I did not encounter, I would say attacks or, um, situations that I had to learn to maneuver through Mm -hmm. and that maneuvering though first came you know to God through prayer through going to his word one verse at a time I didn't know you know where to start (laughs) Um, sometimes this is going to sound crazy but I would just lay my bible out this bible and there's it's so fun to see dates and things, but I just lay it on my bed and I would just lay my hand on it and I would just say, Speak to me. Speak to my heart. Show me the things that I do not know. Jeremiah 33:3 says, Call unto me and I will show you what you do not know. And so I just want to encourage anyone, one verse at a time. If you only know one verse, great you know, John three sixteen
0: or. Oh, it's so good. Isn't it? Every time I re-listen and hear this episode, it, it brings me almost to tears and just gives me complete goosebumps because God is so good and so powerful and almighty. So if you are enjoying this episode as much as I am, follow along. Um, part three will be next in the hopper and, uh, we'll catch you over there. All right, my sweet mamas, if you are tuning in and have a friend's name that just keeps popping up in your mind right now, then go ahead, grab the link, copy and paste it and shoot them a quick text and just tell them that you were thinking of them. After all, we're all here to help each other. And if this episode resonated with you, there's a pretty good chance it's something and it will resonate with them as well this show is for you. So do me a salad. go ahead, share it. So you can share it with that one person that comes to your mind and we can spread the love to our sisters. And if you really, really loved it, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. All right, my sweet friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I will catch you next week. If you need any more inspiration between now and then, come on over and check us out on TikTok. See you soon. Hey, friends, just a quick heads up that this is part 2 of a larger interview. So episode number 25, you can hear from beginning to end. It's a full 90-minute interview with Dr. Susan Harmio. She's got one incredible story that I'm so excited to bring to you because, you know, she's she's post-abortive. She's overcome addiction. She went on to get her doctorate in divinity. She does offer support services to women that are post-abortive. She's just incredible. So if you want to hear that full 120-minute interview, go back to episode number 25. You'll hear it from beginning to end. Otherwise, I would recommend if you have not listened to part one of this series, go back to the episode right before this one and check it out. It's about 20 minutes. And then this is part two. Tomorrow we'll be releasing part three. Just again, so excited for this opportunity to bring her to you and let you just hear this incredible story and God's redemption and just love and all of these incredible things that she brings to the table. So have fun. Happy listening.